0: I told you that subsequently, I am going to walk you through Paul's life in this message so you can see for yourself how your heavenly father operates. And when I was studying this, I said, Lord, if I'm ever going to be knocked down from my horse, let it be by your glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Let no Satan have any... Inference in my life. They asked David, you have three choices and none of the three choices is what you will want. Do you want to fall into the hands of your enemy for three months? You know a whole lot of damage will be done. Do you want famine? Or do you want to fall into the hands of the Lord? He said, let me fall into the hands of the Lord because I know who he is. Even while he's whipping me, He's going to remember at some point. He's just flesh. What am I even? Come on back, you know. I love you. <laughs> uh-huh. You want to fall into the hands of God. I, I had experienced one time, I-, I knew I was in trouble. And then finally, when God started moving, I thought, oh, I must be out of probation. He said, not in a hurry. You know, there's still a few things I need to fix. You need to hear from God. Otherwise, you will be lost and, think, you know, thinking you're okay. When you don't hear from God. Things that I talk about. You know, I remember years ago, I was preaching like this, and I was sharing things like that. How, you know, you know this happened, and, and I was really hurt, and I'm trying to pray through it. I didn't know that in America, people are looking for, heroes some gods to worship they don't want a pastor that tells them the truth Come on now. they want the one that lies all the time everything is perfect yeah. you are never tempted yeah. you don't have any struggles wow. oh, everything yeah. is perfect who lied to who even the lord jesus was tempted in all points Amen. he's just insane Amen. so how are you going to have everything perfect and nothing is ever wrong somebody's lying That's not the true gospel. That's fake. And that's why then tomorrow, if something happens, my faith is gone. You didn't have any faith at all. Because if your faith is in God, no man can cause your faith to waver. Hallelujah. All right. So, I'm going to be talking about me and everything else. Look at Acts 9. Let me start from there. To walk through this. Acts 9. All right, watch. And Saul, yet breathing our threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went on to the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men. All women, we might bring them bound onto Jerusalem. Okay, listen to me, Resurrection House. If I was preaching this message at another church, I would not reference anything I'm telling you now. This is for people of destiny. Amen. When God is moving, you have to be careful yes. that you don't misuse the authority he's given to you. The privilege is given to you. Watch. The church had so much authority under Judaism. This is a different country, Syria. And yet, Paul can go to the high priest in Jerusalem. Get letters. Go into another country. Go into the synagogue. Now you look up, Syria is Islam. And then, when you sit there in your 2023 mindset, you wonder, why wouldn't God do anything? It's always the church. It's always the church. When they had the opportunity to evangelize the entire nation, they, in their attempt to stop Jesus, they lost everything. Today, there are no synagogues in Syria. There are mosques. If you see the glorious cathedrals built in Turkey, and today all of them are mosques, and the Muslims, even with all their money, can't sing. I mean, you see this glorious ceiling designs, and, and they are putting their because they love these huge chandeliers, they are putting their stuff. But you can see the Christian artifacts and, you know, decorations and inscriptions on the wall and all of that, in the mosques in Turkey. I've seen them with my eyes. But they said that when these things were, how did this happen? That churches started warring against each other. Bishops were fighting about who has the biggest church, the biggest cathedral. They said that the strife among the leaders were so fierce that the Muslims were the one brokering peace. So many times when God puts his hands in the bosom and refuses to act, if you don't have revelation, you don't know how we get there. That's why I'm probing this thing going on in Nigeria. I'm pondering it and asking him to help me understand why they will even get this far. And God hasn't said anything yet. All the prophets are lying. That's a reason God will put his hands in the bosom and refuse to act. It's because his children have wounded him. Come on now, preach. And he will not show himself. God is the only one that will allow the Ark of the Covenant to be taken captive. But when you take the ark to the land of the Philistines, they're bowed. Yes. But in the hands of the Israel, the children of Israel, the ark seemed powerless. That's what has happened in America. That believers are saying in Jesus' name and nothing is happening. They're not even humble. They're not upset. Everybody's going by the humanist philosophy you hear today. And people are telling me this is hate speech. Gays have civil rights. Some of you think such ignorant thoughts. You don't think, how does God feel? Amen. That he made a man has his son in his image. Amen. And Satan is trying to change him into a woman. Amen. And you have to go and start cutting on yourself. And taking hormones. Yeah. I went to Walmart this morning. I showed my mother, Come, come. Look at the main section. If you see what they're putting up there. This is literally women's blouses. They're not selling to men. You're not a man, I'll slap you. You can give me that teppy clap, offering. Because that's an offense to God. The man is the progenitor. You are supposed to give God a lineage. a generation to put his blessing on. I saw this grown man. And I was, I mean, you could see the tears. And I was saying, Lord, how can America approve of this? A grown man. eh, He put on a diapers. He said, I'm identifying as a two-year-old. He got in the crib. put a uh, a pacifier in his mouth. I said, what fool will go then? So he will pee on himself and BM on himself for somebody to change his diaper? Or who will feed him dinner? I said, maybe his brokenness will get him out of that crib. Hopefully, he will come to his right mind. And the secular humanists that some of you are supporting are teaching children that Today, you wake up, and you feel like a boy, so you put on boy's clothes. Yeah. Then tomorrow, you wake up, you feel like a girl. Yeah. Then you put on... Yeah. the wh- We think you, you're seeing people shooting up people. You, don't, you haven't seen the anger to come. Yeah. When these children can't get anything done, can't get anywhere, and don't know who they are, yeah. and everybody's suicidal. Yeah. Then I tell you some years ago, that many of you need to go into psychology and psychiatry. That's where the money is coming. They are going to be crazy here in a minute. Charge them 200 an hour. Hit the clock, bam. Okay, start talking. (laughs) Because there will be demons coming to you. This is not regular counseling. There will be snakes coming out of them people. These are the things that God said will happen. I was sharing these things for years before they even become, became public. I told you that Antichrist is a homosexual. That the Bible says he will have no desire for women. All of these are precursors to the end time. It's a horrible thing going on. Confusing people. Deceiving people. And they're missing the joys. How will a man be getting pleasure from sticking his stuff in the anus of a fellow man? What beauty do you see? I mean, this is foolishness. These are demons. I'm not even like other preachers who believe that they don't feel that way. They feel that way. It's just that it's devils. It's demons. I told you about a seven-year-old that was trying to kill his mama and his sister. I said, bring him to me. So when they came, I talked to the mother first. I said, because when things go down with children, I go to the mama. She's the only one that knows what happened. See now, what this is what happens. The secular humanists will come and tell you, you need these tools and this stuff to spice up your sex life. Yeah. So you get these videos. But you don't know that demons have come into your bedroom. Yeah. And then ignorant preachers will tell you, you know, the, the marriage bed is undefiled. Yeah. Marriage is honorable and all, and the bed is undefiled. Yeah. But homemongers and adulterers, God will judge. So they say, see, the marriage bed is on the fire. So God gave me a vision, and I saw this bed beautifully made up with uh, all, you know, you guys, Americans know how to do it. You get the comforters and the, what do you call them things? Uh-huh, the shams and the skirts and whatever. Uh-huh, my wife is good at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't make beds. I come and throw these things away and lay down. When I get up, I'll start praying. When I finish, I leave it. and go going by my business. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, now, now watch, watch. So, so I saw this thing beautifully decorated. And of a sudden, I saw a man with a shovel of dirt. And he came, and he dumped the dirt on the bed. And the spirit said to me, all right, you notice how beautiful and clean the bed was? Now that you dumped dirt on it, is it still undefiled? He said, I never told you that the marriage bed is completely insular. I didn't tell you you cannot soil it. I told you in its inception, when I give it to you, it's clean. But you can bring dirt into it. So the woman told me that they started watching these videos. They tell you, learn all these positions to do the same thing. I'm not running. Amen. This is what the church did, and they started teaching our children sex education. You should have learned in church. Amen. First of all, who taught Adam and Eve what to do? Amen. It's inbuilt in you. Yeah. Amen. That's how you know you're a man. Yeah. When you see a woman, you come alive. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. They said that David was dying. Come on now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And the elders said, well, well, no, 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 no. We will not believe that he's dying. Let's search for a damsel. Hmm? Come on, Gary, you know. Don't you like this, my message? Caleb <laughs> okay, starts looking to the right. Come on. Look at this. Look, looking over here. They said, Let's search for a damsel and bring, bring, bring uh, her to the king. If he stirs, he's still alive. <laughs> if he doesn't stir, don't. Yeah, yeah, go so they found Abishad, young maiden, beautiful. They said, Go in and comfort the king. And they were watching. And they waited, and David didn't stir. And they waited, David didn't stir. They said, Get the funeral preparations. <laughs> Come on, just. just hey. That's a man. Hmm. And I have to remember how I got over there. <laughs> I'm trying to get back. All right, so. You see then, what happened? They started watching them things. Doing those things. So she conceived. And they kept watching it. And kept watching it. And then finally, she gave birth. And she said that he will be holding the baby on his shoulder while he's watching porn. And then suddenly, demons started manifesting in the young man. (laughs) I said all right I will pray for him on one condition this time they were separated she said what's the condition you will not get back into this relationship except he changes she said oh okay, that's easy to do I said it's not as easy as you think because as soon as I lift this burden from you now, you're going to go right back. She said, never. so okay. I said, now watch. If you go back into this relationship, the demons will return with their vengeance. <clears throat> All right? So she exited the room and left me with the son. So I prayed in tongues. listened to the Lord. And the Lord gave me a simple instruction. He said, command the devils to come out of him and then ask him to yawn. So I followed the instructions, and the young man started, he started mechanically, then he took over. I kept yawning until he was crying. Tears were coming down, coming down, coming down, and finally, finally, he rested. So I called the mom. I said, take him. Call me after three days and tell me how he's doing. I don't usually do this, so I followed them and walked them to their car outside, and bid them Godspeed, and they left, and the next day, she called me, I said, well, why are you calling, I told you to call me after three days, mm-hmm. she said, I didn't see the point waiting for three days, I said, why, he said, because as soon as we got in the car, we knew he's, he's been delivered, He started acting differently. Now, I missed a sequence in the story. What's the sequence? After I saw them out to their car, and I came back into the building, and then trying to go into my office, that's when I knew the young man was delivered. The stench, the demonic stench in that office. Ooh, I said, I've never smelled anything this bad. The devil is so unattractive. Mm-hmm. He hides behind sin and temptation to look good. Mm-hmm. He said he transformed himself as an angel of light, But he's odious. Mm-hmm. So this one is even more shocking. So I called my secretary and said, hey, bring me some air freshener. So I took it, shook it. And when, and when I finished, the two scents were coexisting. The air freshener was there, and the stench was there. None could interact with each other. Why? One is natural, this one is spiritual. So I said, okay. I know how to deal with this. My office, the way that church building is designed, downstairs is where the office is at. You come in the door, and then the receptionist is there. There's another middle door, and then you come into a corridor. And my door to my office was almost in line, just a little off center to the left. So I opened my office door. I opened the middle door. I opened the outside door. And I went back to my office. I said, you! Jesus Christ get out of my office something went and the smell lifted so when they called me the next day and said they couldn't wait three days because the young man was back to himself so we all rejoiced together now watch that was in service I don't know how many months later, they said there's an emergency on the phone. So I went to the phone. As soon as I picked it up and I heard the voice, I knew who it was. I said, hello. She said, hello. I said, oh, you went back with him. She said, well, you know, Pastor, you know, he came by. I said, okay, forget it. I hung up the phone. Later on. Few days later, I saw her green brown mall, and when she saw me, she went. I said, You can turn your neck on me all you want to, but I ain't doing nothing. They said the young man is getting worse. As soon as she went back into that thing, the demons came right back. Jesus told you that when you cast out the devil, he will return. He said, He will return. To check that house out. And what angers me about that text is, he said that the demon will come back and say now, this is my house. I said, hey, how dare you claim me as your house? I am the temple of the living God. Beloved, supernatural breakthroughs have supernatural conditions. Many times we desire the miracles of God without any interest in making changes, personal changes in our own lives. The testimony that I gave you, you could see how personal indulgence led to demonic activity in the life of this young boy at seven years old ready to kill his mom and the sister. How God gloriously delivered him on one condition. That the mama will not get back with his father until he makes a change or turns his life over to the Lord. She was desperate for a breakthrough, yet when she received it, she could not maintain it. She was still in the way. Many of you prayed and believed God for a job, and then you got the job. But you were in the way. You couldn't submit to the supervisor. You couldn't submit to whatever they wanted you to do. And you end up losing the job. Get out of the way. Grace is here. God sent you to the right church. But yet, you couldn't get along with the people in the choir or in the culinary ministry or in the ushers or in the women's meeting. Something just rubs you the wrong way and you just couldn't get it done. You couldn't just get over it. That's why you have hindered the grace of God in your life. Paul says, "I do not frustrate the grace of God. <clears throat> in that case, the Jews were daily darling, they knew Judaism couldn't save, even the believers among them. Then they received salvation through Jesus. and then but they still wanted to hold on to the traditions and to the law. Get out of the way. Grace is here. Get out of the way. God is testifying that a new glory is coming. Get out of the way. Stop doubting God. Just obey. Submit to authority. You don't need to fast 40 days and pray all night, every night. Just submit and you have peace. you have freedom to go and come and serve God joyfully. Hmm? Why? Would you stress yourself out and cut your life short? Get out of the way. Blessing will flow. Get out of the way. Peace will come. Get out of the way. Blessing will come. Amen. (laughs) Glory to God. We learned these things through uh, the wilderness of our lives to get here and to be preaching these things to you. We have a burden for the poor and the needy around the world. And that's why I have this RFA and charity shirt on. I just want you to be sensitive or to be sensitized to all that God is using us to do around the world. And we're encouraging your support that you sow your seed into the fertile soil of this ministry. Help us. God is preparing us for stadium crusades around the world. Strengthen our hands. Yes, we even need a global jet to get that done. But now we're talking about you know, the wells we are drilling, the hospitals we are building, the churches we are rebuilding. The main church is not quite finished in Mombasa and the Muslim stronghold, all these things are going on. I know this past year we purchased the ambulance. You see those things scrolling by. We are getting the job done. Here in America, we're raising altars. In all the capitals, all 50 states, <clears throat> God just blessed us with a new captain for Iguan. One, and He's telling us, "Hey, don't forget Puerto Rico and some of the U.S. islands, you know, in the neighboring uh, uh, or in the vicinity of the contiguous United States of America." And we're considering those. These things cost money, so we're your money will produce tremendous fruit. We are getting the job done. America is changing. We're overcoming the gays and the lesbians. The decrees are working. The secular humanists in many of these states, that God is rising up and raising up men and women, the righteous, to contend with him as we have decreed. Join the war. I just saw that Jay Secular and the rest of them are heading back to the Supreme Court to deal with these uh, uh, pro-abortionists that attacked pro-life, uh, uh, pro-life demonstrators and injured them and got away scot-free. We're not prosecuted. They intervened. They were caught. And now the case is going all the way to the Supreme Court. The job is getting done. Join the warfare. Sow a seed today. God will bless your life. We love you. Get out of the way and let the blessing flow. Let the glory flow. Receive grace in Jesus' name. We love you, see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.